bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. It's after Columbus Day here in America, so America. So... Yeah, I tend to ignore. That's one of the holidays I ignore. To me, there's levels of holidays, and that's on the bottom. I have no opinion on Columbus Day or an Indigenous Peoples Day or whatever you want to call it. It's just it's just one of those holidays where the only people who get a break as far as like time off are the people who work for the government. Like the post office and things like that. So who needs it? What the hey? I was going to talk about hit points today. Hit points are always interesting, and people go out of their way. It's, I don't understand this. People go out of their way to say, well, it's just an abstraction of damage that happens when you have an encounter or fight. Duh. Okay, the whole game, the whole the whole idea of a role-playing game is an abstraction. It's putting something that happens in movies, books, and radio, or whatever, into game terms for you to experience in your head. I mean, this is all a head trip. I, I, and I mean that in the best sense of the word, because that's imagination. Somebody... People get together and pool their imagination, and it makes something glorious, as far as I'm concerned. So there's that. But hit points, yes, it is an abstraction. That's why the best way to deal with it, with with players and GM, is to describe what happens. That's how you... I mean, yes, you're taking hit points, but that's all part of the game. So hit points as as an abstraction, I don't really care about. I can see what happens in my head. And whether it's a few hit points or a lot or one maneuver or a whole bunch of maneuvers that make up your turn, it doesn't matter. And I'll get more into this after this. So hit points as an abstraction. And it's interesting. the, The reason I bring this up is it's interesting how different games deal with damage and hit points because so many of them follow the classic D&D class, a level model of you have hit points and when you take damage, you take away hit points, which begs the question of defense. Now, defense in a class and level D&D type game is pretty much, it makes you harder to hit they say. I mean, armor class is, you can t- either take it one of two ways. It makes you harder to hit, or circumstances being what they are between having good armor and a good dex and things like that, it makes you harder to hit. And, <laughs> oh, it wasn't aliens, it was aliens. Yeah, right. But I think it's more like in my head, you know, somebody missed you. Okay, you could you could do, do it this way. Somebody misses their their to hit. They hit, go against your armor class and they miss. Now either you can imagine. Usually, a lot of people imagine. Oh, he missed. He whiffed it. You know, he totally missed me. But it's also it could bounce off your armor. 
you can defend really well with your decks or something like that. Maybe your sword or something like that. So it's all up to your imagination. And the way hit points work is you, you're, you're hurt, getting hurt. You're getting hurt, obviously. But the way certain games deal with it, it's, it's very interesting. Like I said, most of the class level will be, you got hit points, so take it off. Other games, for instance, like, say, Mutants and Masterminds, take, take an example. Okay, you don't have hit points. You have degrees of, it's a, it's deg- it's a condition thing, what your condition is at the time. You're hurt, you're, and uh, another game that does this is Savage Worlds. You have a condition that you go down that you get worse. Savage Worlds is even worse because there are not very many conditions. You go from like, you take uh, minus one on all your your hits after that, and minus two, wound, wound, and then it gets down. I can't I can't remember right now what it is, but you get it. You get it. In, in Index Card RPG, you have hearts. Now, this is more of an abstraction of an abstraction, but I kind of like it. He takes the video game approach of everything and everybody has hearts, and each heart represents 10 hit points. So you can still chop away at the guy, but he still has, if he has, if the monster, say, has two hearts, which means 20 hit points, you're still chopping away at the hit points, but once you hit 10, then you take a heart away. So that's half their hit points right there. That's something. I don't know. I kind of like that for some reason. Don't know why. I just do. And other games will have other ways of doing it like that. The thing thing is interesting in index card RPGs, everything has hearts because everything is, you're making a roll and then doing basically what they call, you you make the roll and you put effort into it. The thing about effort is, it's an action and effort. So you say, just because you pick the lock, you roll the die, and this doesn't go for everything, too. You have a lock that's two hearts. So you got to get 20 hit points worth of lock picking, and that translates into you make you, you did it, and then you roll your what they call effort, and there's different different dies you do you use. And you're basically just whittling down the lock just like you're whittling down a monster or something like that. And and they say in the book, mo- there's a lot of things that are just pass-fail. You know, either you do it or you don't. You climb the wall or you don't climb the wall. But there are other things like picking a lock or something like that. You can assign hearts to, which makes it kind of interesting. And there's other games out there that do it differently. Uh, I'm the conditional, the conditional hit points. I, I, my, my friend Vince, he says, I can't play mutants and masterminds. Why? No hit points. He won't play a game without hit points or something like that because it's just a little, for some people, it's a little too abstract. So I, I can, I can get behind, I can under I can empathize with him, but at the same time, I can play these games. So, taking damage is always something you have to think about. That's one of the that's one of the tent poles, the hallmarks of a role playing game for me. That's one of the first things I look for when I'm reviewing a game. How do you how do you defend it? How do you take damage? That's important. 
even in something like Call of Cthulhu, where the emphasis is on investigation and discovery, you still have to know if you're going to get hit, how much damage are you going to take, and can you recover from it? And how can you defend against it? So that's something you have to think about. It's just, like I said, it's one of the it's one of the hallmarks of a role playing game. So there's that. So there's way different way different ways to do it. And which one, whatever's best for you, is best for you. I prefer more hit points than anything else, just because it's ubiquitous. It's out there. You know, so many games are based on this this model. Uh, champions. Champions does the same thing, although they don't have hit points. They have body and stun points because what you're doing is, as a, as a superhero, you're tracking, you're tracking things that stun you as well as things that really hurt you. Because being stunned in a superhero game is not all that great. It's I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world, but it's not all that great because you got to keep your wits about you. I mean, you got to keep your wits about you anyway in a role playing game, but. There's not really a mechanic for most of the class and level stuff for being stunned, even though you can be stunned. That's the thing. So in in role playing in like D and D, it's more like you lose your turn. In champions, it's like you may lose more than a turn. You may it may take you a while for you to get that back. And sometimes if they stun you hard enough, you're knocked out. You're out of the game for a while. You're not dead, but you're out of the game. So, you know, it's more important it's more important not to get stunned in that kind of game. And also there's games out there with hit points that there's no defense against. Not very much anyway. For instance, Gangbusters. This is the 1920s. This is prohibition. How much defense do you have against a bullet? You don't unless you're walking around with a Kevlar vest and then you'd probably be a fool to do that. And it's just your your best defense is avoiding the damage. As they say, one of the things they say about, like, you know, a grenade, the best defense is not being in that area. But it's the same thing. You know, you look, you you got to start thinking out of the box that, okay, I have this good deck, so I'm going to try and find cover and things like something to give you defense. Because if you have a game that has very little defense, you've got to find defense. There's no two ways about it. I'm sorry. So that's my little treatise on hit points and defense. So you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go start my day. And if you want to talk to me about it or anything, just drop me an email at oldmangrognar at gmail.com or you drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel for supporting me. I appreciate it, guys. And don't forget Mark C. Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.